Very sorry for getting a late podcast out, but you know what? Several things have happened. Alabama's gained a five-star basketball commit, lost a four-star football commit for 25. We've got our recruiting superlatives, and I've got COVID. So we got a lot going on. Y'all just bear with us. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. I can't even do my game time voice anymore because I've got COVID. Um, this is Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I was supposed to go pick up my kids in Louisville today. I was supposed to leave yesterday. I found out yesterday I got COVID. I couldn't even do a podcast yesterday. I slept so much. Um, I wanted to have a reaction video to all the recruits, but we're going to do that today. I know it's late. This is the first time I've been awake for like more than three hours straight. So y'all bear with me. And um, Jimmy, I thought we'd start though with with some good news, followed by a little bad news, then our recruiting superlatives. The good news is Alabama got a huge commitment from the number 12 player in the country and Darian Reed, um, a small forward who is a five-star plus by own three, a fabulous player, small forward who had all the tools uh, according to his trainer, he just wasn't a great shooter. Well, now he's worked on that a ton, and he's a great shooter as well. He's he's going to be a, a good player for Alabama, and he's coming in with his teammate, uh, Aiden Sherrill, from that prolific prep uh, school in Atlanta. So that's a wonderful pickup for Alabama. It really is uh, this recruiting class that Nate Oates has put together for, for the, the next recruiting group. Uh, it, it's the best in school history. I mean, uh, two five-stars. And the third guy is a guy that, when he was a younger player, was the number one player in his class nationally. And he's the third guy. Uh, Nate Oates is recruiting at a, at a Nick Saban level, to say the least. And uh, it's a crazy day for for those Alabama basketball fans that, that have always wanted Alabama to be an elite program. You're, you're recruiting like an elite program, uh, recruiting alongside the North Carolinas and the Kentuckys to get a Deron Reed and, and Aiden Sherrill and, and, uh, and have us in on so many – uh, other big names. So a huge day for Alabama basketball. Uh, it would just be nice if the current team would play a little better, but uh, I think better days are ahead as far as that goes too. Yeah. And uh, you're right about that. I mean, we haven't even brought up, I don't know that we've discussed much about the Creighton loss. You know, they lost to Arizona the other night. Uh, that's when actually COVID first hit me. So I was kind of in and out. I barely remember that game at all. So I apologize. This I've had COVID before. It wasn't a big deal. This time it's hit me a little harder for whatever reason. Um, but so I'm sorry we we have not gone into basketball much these last couple of days. But Alabama had a three-game stretch that was the toughest in the country, and they went 0-3. There's no way to spin it. Um, they were in all the games. They were in, in all of them. They had an opportunity in all of them. They just didn't get it done. I'm okay with it. They're 6-5, and five, and I think all this will pay off at the end for Alabama. I really do. Now – Let's talk about some of the bad news. Alabama loses Antonio Coleman. No, not the son of Antonio Coleman that played at Auburn, but he does flip to Auburn um, kind of out of the blue, Jimmy. I did not expect this at all, frankly. I like him a lot. I think he's a good player. Um, is it catastrophic? Of course it's not. But it, it's uh, I don't like the perception of it as much as anything. And also I would like him on my football team. It's a long way to go. 
But this is a big pickup for Hugh Freeze and just another sign that Alabama's going to keep working harder. Well, no different than uh, than Alabama lost Antonio Coleman to Auburn today with that commitment. Again, for people that are unaware, Antonio Coleman, a 2025 player, uh, a, a current junior at Sarah Land High School, but he's probably the best defensive lineman in the state in his class. It was a big deal for Alabama to get him early. Now he has flipped his commitment today from Alabama to Auburn, but just as easily as he did that, he could flip back. So it's going to be a long, long 12 months on uh, on seeing what Antonio Coleman's final decision is. Uh, hasn't gone on official visits. Uh, just a lot to be determined. So I, I still see this as sort of up in the air as to what will happen. But it's a good reminder to Alabama fans that, look, there's a new sheriff in town at, at Auburn. Uh, we, we, me and Luke both said this when Auburn hired Hugh Freeze. Look, Alabama's had it pretty easy uh, for a while with what's going on in Auburn. But when they hired Hugh Freeze, they, they, they hired a, a legit recruiter. Now that, that NIL is the law of the land, that's just additional jet fuel. And uh, Alabama just is, is back in, in the position of having to beat Auburn for, for the best in-state players. And today is a good reminder of that. So let's see what happens with Antonio Coleman. We have a, a full year to go before he can make it official. Uh, th there's going to be some twists and turns. Micah Debos, another Mobile area player today uh, from Viger High School, previously committed to Georgia, announced today that he's no longer committed to Georgia. That is very likely to be an in-state battle for Micah Debos at Viger. That's going to be an Alabama-Auburn thing. Uh, Debos is is potentially a five-star, I think, down the road. Uh, he, he's a big-time kid. I think, Luke, this 2025 in-state group, which looks really good, it's going to feature a lot of old-school in-state recruiting battles, sort of a throwback to the, to the 80s and the 90s. And I think what you're going to happen now in this um, universe of NIL is you're going to have – all right, so – Auburn's going to win a battle and then Alabama's going to win the next battle or vice versa. Because what's going to happen is when you, if you miss out on a guy, you all of a sudden may have more NIL money to pass around <laughs> or collective money to pass around to the next guy. And I think that's going to happen a lot. And people keep calling this the great equalizer. I mean, look, the, the same teams for the most part are still on top. I mean, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Ohio state, you know, Texas, we knew they'd be involved. Now, Auburn's in the fray, but I would argue, honestly, Auburn's one of those teams, too. I mean, they're a top 15 program all time. Auburn is one of the top 15 programs in the country all time, whether Alabama fans like to admit it or not. But no, they're not top five. They're not top 10, but they're top 15. And so I think Auburn will be in the mix. They just took a hiatus. That's exactly what they did. Um Alabama's taken them before, but Alabama's are more few and far between. Auburn's are a little bit uh, more commonplace now, but in the end, they are one of the top 15 programs in the country. So don't be surprised when they win some of these battles and you freeze, whatever you want to say about him, he can recruit. He's known that, been knowing how to recruit. So um, that's going to be a thing. And you're right, this could flip back. I would love to get DeBose on this, uh, in this signing class, that's going to be a battle. There's going to be a lot of battles. So uh, I think the kid that Al Auburn's got committed out of Parker is going to be a battle. Uh, if Alabama wants him, I think they'll go after him hard. So I think there could be a lot uh, that could change between Hither and Yon because let's also see how it goes next year. I mean, what if Hugh Freeze – I mean, I look at Auburn's 
<coughs> excuse me, I'm going to have some coughing, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, what if uh, Auburn – I look at Auburn's schedule, what I was going to say. I look at Auburn's schedule, and I think, hey, they could probably have a pretty good year next year. I mean, yeah, you're at Bama, at Georgia. Okay, call those two losses. I mean, then their other two road games in the league are at Kentucky, at Missouri. Tough, not unbeatable. So, and, and their home SEC slate is very, very easy. And their non-conference slate is very easy. So, I, I think Auburn could have a good year. If you free go seven and six next year, eh, let's see what happens. But for now, they're a force to be reckoned with. And I know some people don't want to admit that, but they need to. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody now about uh, game time. Now, because I have COVID and – Oops. What happened? Hello, Luke. Yeah. Text me. We can edit this. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I don't know what I did. But I did something. Uh, and, um, I'm going to try. You gave COVID to your laptop. I did. I did. I kind of don't want to change it because um, I think that's part of having COVID. Reminder to, it's a reminder to everyone how serious COVID is. <laughs> your laptop could go out just like that. Uh, okay. Thanks, Green. All right. I do want to. I'm going to tell everybody about game time, but first of all, I've got to do this. Whatever that thing is, I had to do it. So now I want to tell everybody about game time. Look, I've, I've been telling y'all about game time for a while. I've used game time myself on several occasions. I got my son a World Series ticket on game time. I bought myself a Miami Dolphins ticket on game time. I got Alabama, Tennessee tickets on game time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love GameTime. It's so easy. You can see the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. God, I'm sorry I did that, y'all. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm a little loopy. I've got, look, I, I got Dayquil. I got Nyquil. I got my sleeping pills. I got zinc. I got everything. I got everything I could possibly need that's going to knock me unconscious if the sickness doesn't do it. But the sickness has been doing it. Okay. Jimmy, you and I do this every year. Our recruiting superlatives. 
um, this year because, again, I got sick. I haven't been able to write these up. But um, we're going to do this probably in two parts. So this first podcast will be some of them. And then the next podcast we do be the rest of them. So we'll start off with what we always start off with. And that's the biggest get. That's Julian saying for me. I think Julian saying is easily the biggest get. I think you could certainly make Casey's the best player in this class because he plays the most important position in sports. I understand if you have Jeremiah Smith there. I think some people have Williamson there <laughs> committed to Missouri. A Missouri dude. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a really good player. Aside with Missouri, not just committed. But um, I really, really like Julian saying a lot. Um, with Jalen Milrow coming back, I think this is a perfect scenario. Jalen Milrow comes back. Julian saying is the backup, a la Mac Jones and Bryce Young in that one year that they had. And I, I think it's perfect. So really happy for uh, Alabama getting Julian saying the quarterback out of California. I think he's awesome. I think he's destined to be a star. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the biggest gets Julian saying, but since Luke took that, I'll take another, I'll take another one. But the biggest get is Julian saying anytime you sign uh, the number one quarterback in the country and he's from San Diego, California, I mean, that, that, that's your biggest get, no doubt. But I'll pick somebody else just because uh, uh, Luke already already went with sand. And I'm not going to pick Ryan Williams. He, he's committed to Alabama, but I think we should only consider guys that have signed. Uh, and Ryan is not going to sign uh, until the late period in February. So I won't count Ryan. So with sand off the board and not counting Ryan Williams, I'm going to go Jalen and Bachway, the uh, cornerback from Birmingham. Uh, great, great prospect. I I'm never a guy that says, uh, here's a freshman who, who's going to start or project freshman to start. I don't like doing it. I don't like putting those expectations on such young players. But here's a kid who might. I mean, Bakwe, I think, assuming Kool-Aid McKinstry uh, heads to the NFL, Malachi more likely headed to the NFL from the star position. Terrion Arnold may or may not come back. He might be staying. He might be going. But Alabama will need uh, a new cornerback. And, and he is a true freshman, but I'm telling you guys, Jalen and Bakwe will be good quickly, uh, super fast, great, great feet, great speed. But he's also surprisingly physical and with good ball skills. That's why he played so much quarterback for his high school team. So I'll go Jalen and Bakwe as Alabama's biggest get. The next category I'm going to go to, Jimmy, is most needed. And I went with Jeremiah Beeman here. Uh, the the kid, the defensive lineman out of Parker that flirted with Auburn um, and then he ended up sticking with Alabama, which is wonderful. And it's even more important that Alabama got him because Alabama lost Antonio Coleman today. Now, again, Antonio Coleman may flip back and all these other things, but that just makes me more confident in my pick for Jeremiah Beeman here. He's a great defensive tackle, showed out in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. I think he's the kind of kid that may be able to be ready to come in and contribute as a freshman, maybe not star, but come in and contribute as a freshman. And given Alabama's slate next year, it wouldn't shock me, as difficult as it as it is, that Alabama needs more freshmen to come in for some depth because that, that schedule is as Herculean next year. So uh, Jeremiah Beeman committing to Alabama early, sticking with Alabama despite a late push from Auburn, and uh, the fact that he plays defensive line, which is, I mean, it's arguably my favorite position on the football field because uh, I think if you have a good defensive line, it can it can cover up a lot of warts. And uh, so I'm a big Jeremiah Beeman, Beeman fan, and I, I think he's our he was our most needed recruit, and we went out and got him. 
Yeah, I'll go for most needed. Uh, maybe a little bit of surprising answer. Casey Poe, the offensive guard from Lindale, Texas. Uh, I'm going to go Casey Poe because you may notice in this class, Alabama signed three interior offensive linemen uh, are all in this group, which is maybe one more than normal, but it was obviously a point of emphasis were interior linemen, that is offensive linemen that can play guard or center. Uh, and Alabama signs Casey Poe. They signed Will William Sanders from Brookwood, uh, along with Joseph Iannata from, from Jacksonville, Florida. But Poe is the best of all the three. He's also a Texas kid. Alabama had to beat the Texas schools to, to, to land Casey Poe. Uh, he is a great prospect. I think he's one of the rare linemen who could play early. Uh, he's a legacy player, not not an Alabama legacy per se, but he comes from a family of linemen. Uh, so he, he's it's in his DNA, a hardworking kid, kind of a leader, helped Alabama recruit this class quite a bit. Uh, I don't know about year one, but I think Casey Poe is going to be a, a guy that's in, in position to maybe start in year two uh, at Alabama. And because interior line was such a high priority for Alabama, uh, signing uh, the guy that on three ranks as the number one interior offensive line prospect in the country uh, is really big. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Casey Poe was under consideration uh, for that particular spot for me, but I think you can't go wrong with either one of the picks. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm looking over my list and I haven't completed it all because I don't have all the categories down yet, but I just realized I don't have Poe or Mbakwe down for any of my categories yet, which seems a little weird because I love both of those guys a lot. I think both of them are going to be uh, good players for the Crimson Tide. There's no doubt about it. All right, Jimmy, um, you know what I did this last time? I forgot to to, oh man, I messed up a bunch of stuff. There are people be really mad at me, but that's all right. I'm going to tell everybody about FanDuel here in just a second. When we come back, we're going to do a couple more categories. FanDuel, man, y'all know I love FanDuel. It's so much fun. It's so much fun, especially right now. And look, when you're trying to get away from like your family when they're all there for Christmas and you want to go do something, you want to be like, hey, I just need to have some action on some of this football. Well, you want to check out FanDuel. Because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right this very minute to get in on the action. There's going to be NFL games tomorrow. There's going to be NFL games Sunday. There's going to be an NFL game Monday. You want to be in on that. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of bidding options, including spreads and player props and over-unders and much, much, much more. All you have to do, go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. You don't even have to kick it off. It's already like we're in like week 15, week 16. So go check out FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on the NFL season. And you know what? You can also do it with basketball. You can do it with college basketball. You can do it with NBA, whatever you want. Baseball will be here before you know it. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Yeah, I don't think I did my little closing thing last time, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I don't have much more time. I can feel like my soul dripping out of my body. So um, you are suffering from a global pandemic. I am suffering from a global. I want people to feel sorry for me. That's what I'm trying to get people to do. Um, okay, sleeper prospect. I'm going to bring up. Yeah, I, you're going to correct my pronunciation. I say a funga. I think that's exactly right. 
Hey, okay. well, that's pretty good. Even sick. Asaya Funga. Asaya Funga from uh, Central Phoenix City, defensive lineman. I like what I've seen out of him. I like his attitude. I like his um, – I just – I also like uh, Samoan-type defensive tackles who always seem <laughs> to be really good. You know, they just do. And, again, that's – I don't think it's uh, profiling if it's if it's a positive. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, he's – it's like when you play Utah or when you play BYU, you know, they've got some dudes on the defensive line. You're like, why don't – we go after them. They seem like they're awesome all the time. This guy, uh, <clears throat> he just really plays very, very hard to me. His team won a state championship this year, so he knows about winning. I appreciate that. You know he's been going up against excellent caliber competition. He's played the likes of Thompson and, and just in practice. I mean, Central Phoenix City right now, as this, as we speak, they're the best program in the state. So Central Phoenix City has, has had their moments. And – um you know, I just like getting dudes from that area. Uh, they've, they've, we've missed on some dudes from that area in the past. I wish we could have gotten even on Cam Coleman. Uh, I know he's at Auburn, and it is what it is. But uh, I say a funga, I, I like him a lot. I look for him to be a, a big-time contributor to Alabama. Maybe not year one, but going forward. Yeah, I like uh, Fonga quite a bit too. Uh, I think I think he can be a, a dude. My, my sleeper might surprise some people just because the name doesn't sound like a sleeper, but when you look at the rankings, he certainly is one. And that's Dre Kirkpatrick Jr. Uh, Dre, uh, obviously the son of 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 the the Dre Kirkpatrick that was a dominating five star presence at Alabama, and then a first round pick. And uh, Nick Saban's been at Alabama long enough to have coached both uh, dad and son. And here comes the son. Not highly rated. Uh, and frankly, to be totally honest, when you watch tape of Dre Jr. Uh, as a 10th and 11th grade player, uh, he, he wasn't that great. I, I said on the BOL board, uh, it might surprise people. I'll just be honest. I thought Dre, uh, as a younger player, would be the type kid that would end up signing with the UAB. Uh, that's kind of where I projected him. But now, fast forward to his senior uh, summer before senior year. Comes to Alabama's camp, knocks out Alabama and the staff with his performance at camp, and you watch his senior tape, he's as good as any kid in the state. I mean, Drake Kirkpatrick has fantastic senior film. He scored 11 special teams touchdowns. That's amazing playing big-time high school football in Alabama. So Drake Kirkpatrick Jr., I think, is, is one of my favorites in the whole group, even though he's one of the more lower-rated lower guys in the class in terms of where he rates nationally. I think Dre uh, is going to have a big career at Alabama. I, I do too. And I have Dre, just a spoiler alert, I have Dre in one of my categories later, but I'm not going to give it away because it's going to be in the next podcast. We'll go with the final <clears throat> category for today, and that's future top five pick in the NFL draft. This is always a lot of fun. And by the way, normally when, I, when we do these superlatives, I've been keeping up with this ever since we were writing for Crimson Country Club. So we probably got about close to eight years, maybe 10 years of history. So I know who we picked in the past and I'll go over that next time too, because it's fun to look back. But uh, I take that back. I said, I was going to do future top five pick. I'm going to change it. And the reason I'm going to change, it, I'm going to change it to destined to make a big play in a big game. Do you know, who my, do you know who my pick to make a big play in a big game was? I hope Isaiah Bond. Yes. Jalen Milrow, Isaiah Bond. Isaiah Bond. Isn't well, that kind you of got, that's, you got that one? Sometimes we miss. One. Sometimes we miss, but when we hit, it's awesome. Um, yeah. 
So destined to make a big play in a big game, I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Hampton. Excuse me, Ham- uh, Jimmy I'm, uh, Hampton. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm spacing. We knew who you were talking about. Yeah, and um, so uh, it, I just think this, I think this kid's really, I mean, I when I watch him play, and I've seen him play like on huddle and stuff, and see his highlights. I think he's do I, do I think he's as good as uh, Ryan Williams, Cam Coleman, Jeremiah Smith? I don't. But I think he's a shade under them, like a shade. And uh, his competition may not be as good. So maybe that that's why I'm like, okay, maybe I'm overselling it. I just think he's going to be – I think he could be a dude, Jimmy. I really do. Yeah, I'm really excited about uh, Hampton, old, old Bubba Hampton. Nick, Nick called him a dog at the uh, post-signing day press conference, uh, which is a big compliment from Nick Saban. Uh, I think that's a strong choice. I'm also going to stick with receiver, uh, a guy that we don't talk about enough. Uh, Hampton, obviously, a signing day flip. And, and Hampton could be a defensive player, too. I, I should have thrown that out there. I think he is going to play offense at Alabama. That's that's okay. that's what I, I would project, and I think that's one of the reasons he signed with Alabama because Texas was going to play him on defense, and I think the kid prefers to play offense. I, I'm going to stick with wide receiver uh, and a kid we don't talk about enough that, that I love, and I think he's going to be a great player at Alabama. That's Amari Jefferson, wide receiver from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, you know, when you watch tape, of him, I was so knocked out by his tape that I convinced myself that he didn't must not play against very good competition. <laughs> That's how good his tape was. I'm like, gosh, he, you know, he's in a private school. It's East Tennessee. He's probably probably not very good players he's playing against because he was so dominant. And then when I said that, I had a good friend from Chattanooga text me immediately and say, "Hey, uh, you might want to change uh, what you wrote there because." Uh, they're, they're actually playing the toughest schedule in the whole state. And I'm like, Amari Jefferson is doing this against the best players, the best teams in Tennessee. Uh, that, that's how good he is. Now throw in that he's also a great baseball player and he's going to play baseball at Alabama. He's a major league baseball prospect. He is not expected to sign with a major league team, though, this summer. He is going to play football and baseball at Alabama. What an incredible athlete from the Baylor school in, uh, in Chattanooga. And as we always joke, uh, he must be good academically because all kids are that go to any school that starts with the word the. <laughs> if your high school starts with a the, it's tough. It's tough to it's tough to graduate there. I, I like that. Or if you know, and you know it's bad if it starts with a, like we're a. A school. <laughs> it's a school. Yeah, don't go to the a school. Where do um, you go? I go to a school. It's not then it's not it's, it's not, not the, yeah. the is like whoa. That's the Harvard of high schools. It starts with a the. It's all about those prepositions, baby. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this podcast. This is all I got, folks. And I'm so sorry about the technical difficulties. So sorry about the way I look. So sorry. I can't help. What, I don't know what Jimmy's excuse is. Mine is COVID. Um, but uh, anyway, we love y'all. Thank y'all kindly. And uh, we will be back better than ever soon. And we're going to have the second part of these recruiting superlatives. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Merry Christmas. Roll Tide. And Merry Christmas. Yeah.